Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Nick Anderson, Steve Blass, Joey Devine, Rick Ankiel, Chuck Knobloch, Sean Keen. David Duvall! Musical guest, Explosions in the Sky! And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Sean Keen. Sean. Hey, hey, Joey. I'm surprised the ghost of Don Pardo went with all guys who have the yips this week. Yeah, that was weird. And not I don't just two names, which were would have been Monte Ellis and Latrell Sprewell, uh, because those are two other guys who were suspended by the Golden State Warriors for very <laughs> weird things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that happened. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, A, Sean, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Doing good. Great. Um, and, uh, should we just get to some reader questions we got right away? Yeah, I mean, everybody, we just thank you so much for, uh, listening to the show, all the work you do advocating for the show. Um, look, we... We read the re- we read the subreddits. Um, we get your we get your texts. Um, we've read your iTunes reviews. I just want to thank all the the roundball rocketeers, roundball what the fuckers. Um, yeah, it's just great. This great it's a grassroots movement. 
Sean, please don't use the fact that we are not that popular as a joke in the future. <laughs> no, it's it, I like I like our community. I appreciate it. I also do. And our community does have a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh we haven't heard from him in a while. Uh-huh. But he was the first fan of Round Ball Rock. He's like he's like the pope of the Round Ball Rock faithful. Is that is that saying too much? Probably. Uh but because like, look, I don't think our man Dubaru would cover up years and years of bad behavior from the Round Ball Rocketeers. That's true. That's true. Round ball, you know what? He's a he he's like he's more like the young pope. Um but before we get to that, uh, we got to hear the drop. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. That's right. We've got some mail from our friend, uh, our friend uh, down in San Diego, the only Round Ball Rock uh, listener who has mailed us a Christmas present. That's incredible. Also, <laughs> got to say, I was talking about the talking up the community a lot recently. Uh, we could have. Uh, we could have had more Christmas presents, right? Is that is that, is that totally unreasonable? <laughs> no, to think about? don't beg for Christmas because you know what? I'm not begging for here's, Christmas. I'm here's just... the thing about us getting Christmas presents: um, if they ask for a Christmas present, I then have to give them my home address. Oh, so that's I right. actually would prefer <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> yeah, because Danny Ainge is looking for you. We <laughs> we have that on good authority. Uh, but our man Dubaru, he missed the deadline for last uh, for our emergency Jimmy Butler uh, question. But you know what, Dubaru is not bound by those kind of no, deadlines. He's, he you spans whatever you want, Dubaru. <laughs> he spans time and space. Uh-huh. Um, the man in San Diego at Dubaru asks for Joey and Sean. How the fuck can two quote-unquote professional athletes, Fultz and Ben Simmons, not learn how to shoot at all? If I was great at my job but couldn't type on a computer for some reason, I'd get fired. Asin kid is ninth in threes all time. Now, before we answer this question, which mm-hmm. is not really a question and more of a statement, <laughs> um, spoken like a true Boston Celtics fan... Uh, uh, lumping Ben Simmons in with Markel Fultz here. Um, are you going to call him a coward next, Dubaru? Are you going to say he's a coward? Um, but Sean, answer the question. How the fuck can two professional athletes, Fultz and Simmons, not learn how to shoot at all? I mean, it's uh, probably like bad parenting, I'm guessing. Maybe they... they... <laughs> What would what would Colin Coward say here? It's probably probably based on their dads or cultural values coded, or something. There would be coded racism in it. There would be. Um, I don't think Ben Simmons has taken a three this year, but he is shooting fifty three percent from the field. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good, right? I mean, look, Deborah used <laughs> an analogy about a job here, uh-huh. uh, so I will do that in return. Uh-huh. Um, when I did stand up, uh, 
I was good at some things. Well, I mean, when I, I'm as a stand-up, I'm good at some things and not as good as other things. Like, I'm not much of an impressionist. Uh, I don't really make funny faces. You kind of are an impressionist, though, I have to say. Uh, not really. No, but you know what I mean. I'm not like no, no, doing I, I Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I'm not like Terry Fator. Wait, he's a puppeteer. No, that's an even you... better. You know what? That's yeah. an even better. Uh, I'm not up there with, I don't have any props. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a part of comedy. Uh, that's true. Like, some people are just better at other things. And those two guys are so, well, maybe not Fultz, but Simmons is so good at every other part of the job. Um, He's like a Dimitri Martin, if you will. He's up there playing the guitar <laughs> and writing one-liners. But no, sure, he's not turning around and then turning back around as Jack Nicholson. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say he doesn't also, have a racist puppet. I mean, he, yeah, he probably doesn't have a racist, but that would be very unlikely if he had a racist puppet. Um, I would also say bringing up Jason Kidd is like perfect because he's, I think, just not. They don't really resemble each other stylistically, but I think Jason Kidd's like a perfect. Uh, comparison to ben simmons right and jason kidd did not learn to shoot until like year 10 yeah too so but you know you know i gotta say i looked i looked up his career stats after this question from tuberu and uh jason kidd did not hesitate to put up threes uh even when he was not so great at them so the one thing he does have is uh a lack of cowardice, I would say. Yeah, but here's the thing about Jason Kidd putting up threes that you have to factor in on the threes he took. Uh-huh. How many of those threes that he took were a product of the era of the NBA he was playing in? They were going so slow, he was holding the ball behind the three-point line when the shot clock was expiring. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that was a lot of them. He just... <laughs> I was not expecting that Jason Kidd was putting up, like... Four and a half threes a game from from the time he got to New Jersey on, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but no, he he puts it together. He's a forty. Well, he's like a thirty-five percent. He's a thirty-five percent career shooter. Uh, and then uh, Dubaru also had a question for Brett and Randy. Oh yeah, they're they're on hiatus right now. I think. I, I mean, We're Randy, we don't know sure where he happened. is. Brett is definitely down there uh, doing something regarding provisional balance in Broward County. I don't really want to know, but that's where he is right now. <laughs> Devereux says, I mean, Devereux asks Brett and Randy, are the Sixers now the switchiest team in the league? Uh, and I can, I think I can answer for them and say, uh, there's certainly the, they certainly <laughs> are the best at switching girlfriends now. Oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck you, Brett and Randy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think the Raptors are probably the switchiest. Yeah, still. Um, uh, but but actually, I'm not sure how they feel about international switchiness. So good, like the exchange rate for switchiness might mean that Toronto's only as switchy as like Philly and uh, maybe Milwaukee. And I also want to say before we. Uh, finish our reader segment or reader mail segment um david jordan we got mm-hmm. your email and we will be addressing it 
next episode. I promise it's, you. It's it's too large. It's too you know what big I mean. Like, a, it's too much news happened today for us to address this incredible email we got from David Jordan. Yeah, so. yeah. We had a we had a delicious meal and we were comped a delicious dessert from the kitchen by David, <laughs> and it was a seven layer cake. And so we we're just gonna have to take it home and work on it a little bit, but but we we definitely appreciate it. Yes, it is unparalleled. <laughs> uh, but that's to say to all of our other round ball what the fuckers out there. Hey, do you want us to answer your questions? Mm-hmm. Send us to a uh, send them to us at roundrockpod at gmail dot com or on Twitter at roundrockpod. Um, also, five-star reviews on iTunes. Again, we don't know why we're supposed to say that. Um, like, we... Like, subscribe, <laughs> yeah, rate. Late, rate, like, review, subscribe. Tweet. Uh, oh, pin us. Pin us on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, we don't know... Again, we don't know why we're supposed to say that, but we are copycat... Uh, we are cowardly followers, so every other podcast says it, so why shouldn't we... Sean, should we talk about the news? Let's do it! This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Um, lot of news, Sean. Which story would you like to get to first here? I think we should go for our number, our top story of the week, just because I feel like it's the most round ball story to come out. Okay. Uh, our top story, the story everyone in the NBA is obviously talking about, is uh, DeMar DeRozan was at... Uh, yeah, is DeMar DeRozan was at Jack in the Box when he found out he got traded. Uh, and he'd just mm-hmm. gotten out of the movie The Equalizer 2. And then oh, he stayed so in the Jack in the Box parking lot for two hours. Yeah. So he he went to see Denzel Washington in Equalizer 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and his phone was blowing up. And he's like, man, I'm hungry. I got to go to this Jack in the Box. And then it's not clear that he got food. for. He must have gotten food. He was there I think for he got two food. hours. He got food. Yeah, he got food. Uh, and and look, as we say a lot on this podcast, stars, they're just like us. <laughs> they uh, sit in a jack-in-the-box parking lot for hours because they're sad. You know what's weird about this, though? This isn't a- even the saddest star-related jack-in-the-box story that came out this year. There's a sadder one? Oh, yeah, dude. Did you not see the pictures of Ben Affleck? Uh, making Jennifer Garner drive him through a jack-in-the-box drive through on his way to rehab? Oh my god, I did not. <laughs> and I even found some pretty sad Ben Affleck pictures uh, a few weeks ago, in fact. Uh, well, he didn't yeah. do well in the Sexiest Man Alive rankings, I'll tell you that. He was like, let me, look, not to talk about that again, but uh, Why? <laughs> right after 9-11, Ben Affleck was the sexiest man alive, and I feel like it was very appropriate. Um, okay, so that anyway, I think I think we're set up. We almost here have enough is the headline from page six dot com. Are you ready? Okay. Ben yeah. Affleck stopped at Jack in the Box on the way to rehab. How much do you think he spent on that order? 
let me send you this picture. Uh, look, this is not. I might cut this, admittedly, <laughs> but um, let me just send you this in the Skype chat right now. Okay. Um, hold on. I just think you should maybe see it. Um, <laughs> not, not to jack shame, uh, Ben. You're the or greatest. Or rehab Batman shame, people. frankly. Uh, oh, wow. Look, I love good, Ben good Affleck. For- I want him to get better, but. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, I'm saying twenty-eight dollars is what he spent. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't care. He doesn't need a combo meal or the value stuff. It's hard to spend that on much money on at Jack in the Box, though. Yeah, I guess you're probably right about that. Um, yeah, that I mean that's that's a lot of food. He is holding one bag. Um, but I I think we're set up now. We could have a tour of sad NBA food locations now oh, because shit. like because we have that pizza restaurant where Jason Kidd got fired. True, Milwaukee. <laughs> the official restaurant of Round Ball Rock, by the way. Um, <laughs> And um, Rick Pitino's restaurant, It's I mean, he was a college coach at the time, but it feels, I mean, Rick will be coaching in the NBA any minute now. So, uh, and then like the Club Rio parking lot, we have confirmed that they have mm-hmm. food specials there. Uh, yeah, th- just legendary spots. I can't think of any others offhand, but ah, so good. Um, but good, good DeMar profile. He apparently felt good about San Antonio once they started putting up DeMar DeRozan murals. Oh, but didn't the Manu Ginobili fans deface them? <laughs> yeah, they they tried. They tried. But, <laughs> oh, no, actually, they're not psychos. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Can, they can root for a retired player. Like a new player can come to their team, and it doesn't threaten their their memories, their unchangeable memories <laughs> in the past. Of a a currently retired player. I mean, to be fair to Laker fans, LeBron James was trying to incept every each and every Kobe Bryant fan and er- erase them from. I guess that's that is... not incepting. That's more, uh, um, the Michel Gondry movie. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's spotless mind. Yeah, yeah. Spotless the eter- he was eternal sunshining them. <laughs> Uh, also, Demar really, really good this year so far. Yeah, he's been great. Um, but we should probably talk about uh, the real buzz in the NBA right now, right? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, this the story. Thing, has I think legs. this is going to be one of the rare times we disagree with each other. Actually. Um, I, oh. What? But but I think well I mean yes yes it is but <laughs> but let's do it. Um, so Draymond Green, uh, got suspended today for calling Kevin Durant a bitch a bunch of times during a game. That seems to be what the punishment was for. Except it's not. There's, that's what people are saying it's for, but it's not. It's because he brought up the let's, free, they yeah, were fighting. We, okay. Walk let's, us let's through the story. You walk, okay, so. walk us through the story. Okay, so we're so the Warriors are playing the Clippers. Uh, they've fallen way behind. They have scored eleven points in a row at the end of the game, and uh, they get a rebound with about five seconds left, I think. And uh, Draymond takes the ball and decides to push it up court. Kevin Durant starts clapping because he wants the ball at the end of the game, and then uh, and I should probably acknowledge that he barely crossed half court. Did he cross half court no. here? Anyway, Draymond tries to split a double team, loses the ball, 
the Warriors go to overtime where they lose because Lou Williams takes about 15 free throws and they lose. Uh, afterwards, uh, KD was yelling at Draymond for not passing to him, I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, they were yelling at each other. And then um, apparently the, the yelling continued into the locker room to the point where uh, the nicest, the second nicest boy in the NBA, Clay Thompson, had to actually raise his voice and intervene, he which had may to not stop vaping for ten seconds and yeah. intervene mm-hmm. because they which were. Is... He was he was like, "Come on, man, uh, yeah. I'm finishing a jewel pack. You're really <laughs> harshing my buzz." <laughs> I got to go walk my dog for two and a half hours, and I just can't have this negativity right now. Rocco can't deal with it. He can tell when I'm upset. I'm really thinking about scaffolding, and you guys are yelling. Come on. Yeah. Um, so it is – it's I, – I, I guess we have not we have not heard, like, the specifics of what went on, especially in the locker room, but it appears that the exchange was something like – you should have passed me the ball, man, from KD. And then from Draymond, you're a bitch. And apparently before the overtime, he uh, he kept saying, he's a bitch, he's a bitch to uh, Boogie Cousins, who eventually said, lock in and slap Draymond in the face, which is a great aspect of the story. It's so weird to have Boogie Cousins just as a personality who's there all the time, who never plays, um, just makes the Warriors season extra surreal. And then um, when did they announce this? Like early afternoon? Yes. Uh, it came out there suspending Draymond for conduct detrimental to the organization, which was weird phrasing, I gotta say. Not the team, the organization. And uh, they suspended him from tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Um. So that that seems like people were yelling at Draymond and Draymond kept calling KD a bitch. And I've heard people are like lip reading and saying that Durant said that's why I'm out. I don't I don't feel like that's like supported. Sure, but it is it has I am pretty sure it came out 100 percent that Draymond did bring up KD's free agency. Yeah, it sounds like that came up. Um, which, to me, it's mm-hmm. not the yelling and calling him a bitch that is the reason he got suspended. It's because he brought that up. And the Warriors don't want to be harassing KD about his free agency when he might leave in July. Yes. I don't disagree with that, uh, but I do think you can't just yell that your teammate is a bitch over and over again. Like, like, like I agree with you about what the motivations were, but on its face, this is like a suspendable thing. I think. See, look, I would side. You can't can't just yell that your teammates a bitch, like in front of everybody. It it happens all the time. I do not think t- I think that word is different. Like I don't I I for whatever reason I don't I've not seen this in my own life. It seems like an overreaction, but as far as I can understand from the last few years in the NBA, calling someone a bitch is very unacceptable in NBA culture. 
probably in like regular person on the street culture too. Like like if you I think if you call someone a bitch on the street uh and like they punch you, a cop is probably like, Well, you shouldn't have called him a bitch. I just don't care. Like, I don't care. Look, don't yell at people, Draymond, obviously. Mm-hmm. But to me, this feels like Joe Lacob fucking like, please don't leave me, KD groveling, or uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant tattling. That's kind of what it feels like to me either way, like the suspension he, he, aspect he, of it. The thing is, he didn't have to tattle because Draymond was yelling it in an arena and then in the locker room in front of everybody. 100%. But you know what? Draymond... So tattling there. <laughs> no, no. That's... An, okay, but... What I mean is, normally, when it's not like these two haven't gotten in arguments before on the court. Yeah. Uh-huh. Normally, nothing happens. But, huh, someone brought up free agency and then suddenly they're suspending him? Like, to me, it's like somebody called somebody and was like, hey, Draymond was out of pocket. You have to do something about this. And that someone was Kevin Durant. Like, a guy who What's fight, the- a guy who tattles on fucking sixth graders who yell at him like a guy who like won't talk to russell westbrook to his face like to me there's a history of someone there's a hit one of these people has a history of like not exactly facing his problems and the other one is normally you yet the guy yells at one guy and then it's fine two hours later uh i would just say if you want to talk about the history of the people involved there is one person who called another NBA player a bitch on the floor very prominently during the NBA Finals and got suspended from Game 5 of the Finals as a result. He didn't get and that suspended because he called him a bitch, though. That's why LeBron was yelling about it. It was a, it was a huge deal after the game. That was what no, LeBron... He got suspended, though, because he hit him. He didn't okay. get suspended. Oh, oh, like, but that's being disingenuous. Like, yes, someone called someone a bitch in that I'm like saying, I'm in saying that confrontation. It, it, but he didn't get okay. suspended because he called someone a bitch. And again, calling someone a bitch sucks. Don't call people bitches. But right. also, like, there's but, but no reason to did. suspend him. The suspension is this is like little. This is. This to me is the Warriors being so scared Kevin Durant's going to leave. They're treating him like little Lord Fauntleroy. Okay, but but here's the thing. Draymond in the past has screamed at people in the locker room. In 2000, this is what you brought up earlier was that in 2016, the Warriors had that game against the Thunder where Draymond threatened to he tried to fight Steve Kerr in the locker room. And you said correctly, they didn't suspend him then. Yes. However, that season ended with Draymond racking up so many technicals in the playoffs that he got suspended in the finals. I wonder if because it is mid-November and that Draymond embarrassingly publicly called, you know, one of his teammates a bitch over and over again and yelled at the whole team in the locker room, maybe this was the point where they were like, let's maybe nip this behavior in the bud when there's six months to go before the playoffs. Maybe we should maybe we were a little too lenient and blew an NBA title two years ago. Let's not make that mistake again and say, hey, stop yelling at people and calling them bitches. Like, I don't I don't think anybody else on the team was happy with it. No, of course not. It but sounds first like the off, entire team didn't like it. Excuse me? So, 
it sounds like the entire team was upset with of Draymond. Course, no and one likes it when for... Draymond yells at them. Like yes. So so what's the problem with making a fairly minor play, piece of discipline in November against the Atlanta Hawks at home? Because to me, there's I there's a difference between fining him and suspending him. Like well, I could I, see I, fining him, sure, but I also feel like one of them sends much more of a message that their behavior is unacceptable in a workplace. Okay, Look, bring Jimmy Butler the shit out of this. It's just, it's like I think it is perfectly, perfectly acceptable to say, "Don't do that anymore." You make eighteen million dollars a year. We're your bosses. You're doing this in public in front of thousands of people in the locker room you're in front of a bunch of reporters and team employees don't act like this and i think like like i mean it's gonna embarrass him and hopefully i just don't think it's an unreasonable thing to ask somebody on your team to to not call his teammate a bitch especially like and and if they're worried about the effect of that on free agency it's like good they should be worried about that like, like Draymond shouldn't do this. Yeah, but I'm, I'm 100% team Draymond, but like... You know who else is free agency they, they also yeah. have to worry about? Fucking Draymonds. I mean, okay. But, but like, but like, I don't understand why he should be allowed to do whatever he wants because KD is sometimes salty on Twitter. To me, there's a... But, okay. Like, did you read the KD quotes tonight? Like... To me, this is something you sit them down and mediate. Like, I don't know. I, this just... hey, look, I think it's probably different if they're not playing back-to-back games, but it's something that, like, clearly one of their players was upset about in the workplace situation. They suspended him. Like, like this is a common thing that would happen at a normal job, too. Okay. Like, 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 like they, had, they had one day. And, I, and KD did make, like... He seemed very upset. It was not a good look at all, but he wants an apology for someone yelling bitch at him, you know, in an arena. But also from a basketball standpoint, frankly, Draymond's not driving the lane to score. If KD runs, he's getting the ball back. I mean, you know that neither one of them comes off very well, but but Draymond decided not to pass and he lost the ball. That's on him. Like, like he is on. It is on him that he decided to not give the ball to Kevin Durant and lost the ball. If he, you know, he makes an amazing pass, great. Like it's, I, I know it's not fair that it's outcome based like that, but you know, like you should be able to get criticized for making a bold and controversial basketball play when it doesn't work out, and you shouldn't respond to that by calling someone a bitch and saying oh you're just gonna leave in free agency it's like so i'm completely unaccountable for anything as your teammate like it's it he was out of line i Look, just, i, I don't, I even don't believe necessary. that he's suspended if it's anyone but kevin durant maybe not but like he's kevin fucking durant <laughs> obviously it's not gonna bother steve steve uh steph curry and Clay Thompson, like nothing bothers those guys. Kevin Durant is a guy who does it does bother him. But like I don't I think it's legitimate that he didn't like that. I mean, yes, that is fair. I also wouldn't like it. Yeah, it's a fair suspension though. It's like it's like a it's one game 
It was a winnable game. It didn't hurt the team at all. It's like, I don't know. It it, it seems like from, from a, a recurring theme in the Warriors is Draymond and Kerr, who like each other a lot, but also clash a lot. The degree of like reigning in Draymond seems like it is an issue. And this seems like a point of like, I, I don't think Draymond has grounds to be too upset about getting suspended here. I really don't. Like, don't yell at your whole team. Or, like, like especially if someone's like, hey, man, you should have passed the ball. Instead, you lost the ball, and then we lost the game. That's not the point to just lash out at someone else. Like, one person was being really defensive here, and it was Draymond Green. I mean, I guess I here's here's an, here's an alternate theory. I have. Here's an alternate theory I have. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So earlier this offseason. Draymond Green said, and I quote, I love Steph Curry so much. I would die for Steph Curry. Is this Steph Curry got hurt two games ago. Huh. Is this Draymond Green's secret plan to help get Steph Curry an MVP to oh, blow the team up while he's out for a week? <laughs> well, and I mean, like, and then miraculously, he's not, he's not... everything is fine when Steph Curry comes back. I mean, St- Draymond Green is not going to literally die for Steph Curry, but but missing a game like this because he yelled at Steph Curry's secret arch rival. I mean that's that's the equivalent of dying, right? <laughs> Getting suspended. But I think I think we might be ignoring the big question, Joey, which is how is Draymond Green going to fit in next to Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons when Jimmy Butler gets traded to the Warriors? Oh, that would be a fucking <laughs> would be so awful. Um I mean the good thing is that it seems like these guys like well, uh, no. Okay, I thought this until the press conference. I thought um like these guys kind of like yell at each other all the time, but it seems like Kevin Durant is being very publicly butthurt. Which yes. Oh, cl- oh whoa, go- whoa, whoa. Kevin Durant is publicly butthurt about something. Can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you, dude, that's I'm telling but you, you're, you're so mad at KD before this started. I feel like maybe I don't know. He's frustrating. He's a frustrating guy. Um, did you, do you want to read the Steph and Clay quotes? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't have them pulled up. Do oh, hold on. Them? Uh, yeah, hold on. Steph's is. Oh, Steph this. just said, they asked him how everything is going and he just said, everything is great. <laughs> everything is great. Uh, Steve Kerr before the game, uh, talked about how everything was fine and then, uh, talked about his own experience getting punched in the face with Michael Jordan and said, I kicked MJ's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Clay Thompson's quote was funny, but also pretty sad. I was Clay, uh, Clay Thompson sounded like the child in the middle of a divorce. Hold on. He I... said, yeah, he said, I got this one. He said, they're grown. They'll be fine. I love both those guys. At the end of the day, we're on the same team with the same goal. And that's to three Pete. And I don't think either of them will lose sight of that, which is, very much like mom and dad are fighting in the other room. I don't want to have to choose between them in free agency. Yeah, it's like the uh, 
it's it's like the NBA press conference equivalent of the uh, the Mountain Goat song dance music. Um, <laughs> Deep cuts on the Round Ball Rock podcast. Um, yeah, man. That's and, and don't don't be mean to Clay, man. Katie's not gonna let this go. I'm telling you right now. Um, all right. Oh, oh, wait a sec. Wait a second. He's not gonna let it go if Draymond actually apologizes. I think he's. This is this to me is like. I want you to apologize because they haven't talked to each other yet. Yeah, but here's the thing. Say you're sorry, Draymond. Draymond definitely would have apologized already if KD would like talk to him. But this is again, this is this is the this is what happened with Russell Westbrook. This is also what happened with Kevin Durant and the Oklahoma City media. Well, he all doesn't right. talk. No, they get in a they're fight and then he doesn't talk Draymond's to them. Not, they're not going to talk when Draymond's not banned from the facility for a day. I mean, we'll see. It's fine. It's going to be fine. It's it's not. I I don't think it's a big deal. And uh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Also, KD. Run. Don't just clap your hands. Just run. You oh, might get the ball back. You never know. He definitely would have gotten the ball back. I don't think he would have gotten the ball back. Because Draymond drove into a double team. When was he going to pass then? He was going to turn around and hit the tri- Anyway, I'm not going to fight not, about he that. He split it. Anyway, he fucked up. Like, yes. like Acknowledge that he fucked up. That's mm-hmm. all. You're a great player. You're a wonderful warrior. But uh, you should be able to like tap your chest and say I fucked up after after losing the game like that in a game that you helped come back and tie and played great in. Um, also, they wouldn't have lost that game if they were playing if they they were playing Kevon Looney a lot in overtime and he kept getting baited into free throws. Why was Lou he Williams, out there? Um, Lou Williams shot more free throws against the Warriors than anyone else I can remember. Sure, but again, Kevon Looney. All right. <laughs> Markel Fultz. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of other people who don't talk to each other, um, Markel Fultz um, last night had a uh, maybe the most brutal free throw hitch I've ever seen. Is that That's fair? a bad one. Um, Can you think of a worse hitch in a free throw? And I watched on. I mean, I've seen bad free throws, but oh god, <laughs> it was like Charles Barkley's golf swing. Yes, that's exactly what it was. It was, <laughs> uh, which the funniest thing is, uh, is right after that happened, Drew Hamlin, the shooting coach, uh, leaked to the media that he and Markel Fultz are no longer on speaking terms and no longer yeah. work together. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, can we, look, look, that's bad, but um, how is Markel Fultz trainer, like, like, how does that call go? Is Woj like, hello, this is Woj. And he's like, hey, man, uh, Drew Hanlon. <laughs> and how long does it take him to explain who he even is? Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a trainer. I kind of work, I work out people. I've uh, been working with Marco. No, Fultz. Drew Hanlon's uh, the famous trainer, though. I knew who Drew Hanlon was. Celebrity Woj definitely does. Celebrity trainer is like such a... It's just so weird. Like, famous NBA shooting coach who's like, you know what, Markel Fultz? I'm going to burn you in the media. I am a shooting coach. I am Drew Hanlon. A lot of Instagram followers, I got to say, Drew Hanlon. Yeah, he's famous, dude. Pure Sweat. Oh, oh, his his place is called Pure Sweat? Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
followed by Joe Mandy. Um, hilarious, hilarious celebrity trader. I mean, uh, that starts with Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. It is. Yeah, right. Tim Grover. Uh, Everybody Tim knew Grover. who Tim Grover was. Well, he's Wayne Wade's trainer too. Yeah. yeah, but it it it's very much in the class of. It reminds me of like the celebrity caddy, mm-hmm. where somehow people are like, "Oh, Steve Williams. He's the he's the secret to Tiger Woods' success." You know, then uh, what was fucking true? <laughs> and then who else did he have? He had that other guy who was like the deadhead. Who was the one that like wrote the book about him and like? I think that's I think that's like, Steve turned Williams. on him. That's tight, dude. Um, Cat trail he turned on him like kevin durant and every person <laughs> kevin durant has ever met before all right um uh yeah yeah steve williams's book is called out of the rough inside the ropes with the world's greatest golfers okay uh mark Fultz, though yeah, um, yeah, yeah is it weird that his hitch came back the second it was announced that he's not going to be in the starting lineup anymore Oh, I mean, I think it came back once he heard that Jimmy Butler was coming to his team. He's but, already uh, that scared. Did they? Well, did they? Did they make the starting lineup announcement before? I mean, no, it's not. It's not like it was obvious. It's, <laughs> it's, like, a, it's like a rabbit in the middle of an open field, is what Fultz <laughs> says right now, and just like the shadow of a a hawk wearing like weirdly large hoop earrings soaring above him. Jimmy, that's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's earrings are terrible. Um, um, so he's losing his spot. Who are they starting? Are they starting Jimmy Wilson Chandler? Butler? Well, I know they're starting Jimmy Butler, but who who else is joining the starting lineup? I think it'll be Butler, that's Simmons, three guys are Three guys are leaving the starting lineup, and Reddick is coming back in. Oh, and, and, you know, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, who's the four, Who's the other guy? Who's playing small forward or center, I guess? Uh, I mean, it'll be... Well, center is Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, I don't is know. it Muscala? Is it they, Wilson Chandler? Muscala. I don't think Wilson Chandler's... I, it, I don't think so. so I mean, aren't they going to start Ben Simmons? This is, again, us showing that we don't know that. No, much, no, no, but... no, no. I mean, I mean, look, look. They're going to be starting Embiid, Simmons, Butler, and Redick. So they're either going to add a point guard to replace Fultz or Simmons is the point guard and it's going to be like a forward. Because Simmons last year would start at point guard. Right. There's and, someone you know, on their team we're forgetting, I think. Um, uh, I mean, I think I think it's probably going to be Wilson Chandler is my guess. But that's uh, bad. Wilson Chandler sucks. Um, He's kind of a bummer. I mean, remember, last year, in an elimination game, we thought Wilson Chandler was shaving points. <laughs> yeah, it, that was... That wasn't great that Wilson Chandler was playing like that. Um, they should yeah, just play Ben know. Simmons at the four. But but well, who should they start? Who should be the fifth guy? Landry Shamet, dude. The, get the oh, shooting in be- there. Get Landry in there. Yeah, JJ Redick and Landry Shamet, man. Not TJ. No, TJ can't shoot. Remember? Oh, oh you're right. He can't. We I learned mean, that. Mike last Jaws week. can maybe shoot, but they they need a trade, man. They need to make so a trade. Landry's not not any great shakes as a shooter either. He's supposed so, to be. <laughs> no, he's shooting thirty four percent. Um, now here's here's one thing I will say to defend Frightened Rabbit, 
Markel Fultz. His shooting splits this year are basically identical to De'Aaron Fox's shooting splits last year. And De'Aaron Fox is shooting just fine this year. So, and Markel Fultz is six months older than De'Aaron Fox was last season. Mm-hmm. I... I wonder if maybe we're freaking out a little too hard about this guy and, and just about basketball in November and December anyway. Um, I mean, I think that would be fair if the guy didn't basically miss a season last year because he couldn't shoot anymore. No, it's, I mean, I understand, but he's still, you know, 20 years old and it just, I don't know. I don't know why, you wouldn't just kind of take some lumps in like, let's give this guy some game time and see what happens. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's like, again, I don't know about mechanics. Maybe he's never going to get better again, but I just wonder like, uh, obviously he should be coming off the bench. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to argue with that, but like the idea that the spacing in the middle of the second quarter of a game in mid November is like make or break for the Sixers seems crazy to me. Like they're going to be, they're not going to be the one seed in the conference anyway. And they're not really going to be worse than the fifth seed. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you just ease up on your 20 year old and see like, like I don't understand the instinct to panic about him. I don't understand why people are – I understand that it is notable and it's weird, and I understand why like people on Twitter are making fun of him. I don't understand why the Philadelphia 76ers feel like they need to do anything dramatic. Like, obviously, take him out of the starting lineup. That's fine. But people who are like, we got to trade him away, it's kind of like, no, just just keep pl- – like, you're, you're kind of locked in. <laughs> I don't know. I – I don't understand the the degree of freaking out that's going on to a guy who, you know, you drafted a month after his 19th birthday. Well, he forgot how to, but he forgot totally how to shoot. Like the the reason he was the number one pick was he can shoot. But like, what what are they gaining by freaking out? Just take him off the bench and keep playing him and work out with him. Yeah, I don't. What what is what's the time pressure on this? I don't. I think they're maybe (laughs) not freaking out enough, man. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but like, like we just read their roster. I don't know if they have five startable guys. (laughs) Well, again, what's the panic? They're nine and six. They have Jimmy Butler. Why does it matter if they have a point guard? Like, like. Like, I mean, you know, they have a bunch of guys that are fine. Just just play Wilson Chandler because you have three all-stars oh, surrounding Chandler him. Wilson Chandler sucks, dude. Um, but, but, like, he's fine in the starting lineup because they have three all-stars. Yeah, but then, I don't know. Their team, they need a trade, and I think yeah, Fultz is they who, they, who they need to trade. I said this last last episode. I'm away from the trade deadline right now. We're three months away. I just don't understand why people are losing their minds right now over a 20-year-old. Again, I guess that's fair. Shooting shooting splits are the same as De'Aaron Fox last year. Yeah, and De'Aaron Fox was bad last year. And then he's good this year. Like, like you're 
again, this is a guy. <laughs> he's he's he entered the league four years younger than Wesley Johnson was when he got to the NBA. And look, it took Wesley Johnson seven or eight years to put it together. But also, but bring I, in Jimmy Butler now, like, that moves the window. He has to be good now. Like. Aren't they just going to re-sign Jimmy Butler? Like, yeah, but Jimmy what, Butler's. Like, what do you gain by freaking out? Trading him for the least possible value? Uh, like, like, again, it's November. But also, who knows if they're actually freaking out? That's the other thing we don't know. That's true. Well, maybe it's not we... like they suspended him for a game for n- missing that free throw. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. One team yeah. is freaking out here, and it's not the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. Um, yeah, that's a one-game suspension. Carl Anthony Towns. Um, uh-huh. post, uh, he had a pretty good uh, game <laughs> post-trade, uh, and by pretty good, I mean really good. He shot 9 of 11. Uh, because he loves the troops, uh, and he never forgets. Uh, he got 25, 21, and 10 turnovers. <laughs> they had a triple-double, a Westbrook triple-double. But then he gave an insane quote. Uh, yeah. Should I read well, it? Well, also, the Minnesota Timberwolves managed to squeak past the Brooklyn Nets at home after the Nets' best player had an incredibly horrific injury mid-game. Mm-hmm. So, well, well done, Timberwolves. Uh, the Carl Anthony's quote was, "Quote: First of all, I'm not one of the most important players on the team. I'm just a piece on this team. Everyone is just as important as the next. So if everyone's doing their job and everyone is working hard, doing the little things, we make a great product. That's first. And second, we just have to come together. We're not doing well on defense so far this year, and we have to clean that up." Oh man. Um so my question is he is he's not a leader. He's not one of the most important players on the team. Who is the leader in Minnesota, Joey? Is it Derrick Rose? It's probably is Derrick Rose Gibson. the leader of this team? No. That's it. But it's Todd Gibson, I think. But here's my thing. You know what? I would feel that way too if I were him. That you're just one of the pieces? No, that I'm not one of the most important players on the team because the team just let a guy publicly take a shit on me for three months. Well, they did trade him after he demanded that he get traded. Eventually, but like... like, Look, he got him him Rocco, baby. Dario Saric. Lottery pick Dario Saric. But the, the team let... Okay, the team let this guy fuck his girlfriend. Well, they then... I don't I don't think that was Tom Thibodeau's fault. I gotta say, you know what? I gotta say, Carl Anthony Towns take a little bit of agency in that. No, in what world is that Carl Anthony Towns' fault? She she was not satisfied. Okay, I mean. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> a fed mouth doesn't complain, Joey. That is. All right. I want to suspend you for an episode. Um, um, but no, yeah. they literally just let a guy shit on him publicly for three months. What 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 kind of quote is this, though? Like, like, 
it's like, hey, it's your team. You're, it's finally your team. And he's like, ah, it's not my team. I'm just signed here for six more years. Well, no, I'm but what he's not... trying – I get what he's trying to say. I get what he's trying to say. It, it does not seem like the – it's not the most encouraging note for him to be hitting, I would say, if you're a Timberwolves fan. I mean, it's better than dapping Jimmy Butler after he calls you a bitch for – uh, an entire practice, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, do you think Carl Anthony Towns considers himself a leader in Fortnite? No, you don't play. I mean, maybe like, his squad. I don't know. I don't know if he plays individual or squads. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, though, he practices it a lot. Yeah. I like. How do you feel about him saying, we make a great product? Bad. That, feels, that is bad. <laughs> that's the part I hated the most. I didn't really like because the first one, it's like I'm I'm being mean to him, but uh, it is like a reasonable thing to say. It's like, look, there was this one guy who was screwing things up. We're a team, a part of the team, but then make a great product, and uh, we have to clean. The, like, I didn't like great product. Just gonna say that it feels very mm-hmm. Darren Rebel. Yeah, sure does. Team bums me out. Uh, do you want to talk about Tyson Chandler? Yeah, just quickly. It's uh, it's I... hilarious. We I drive around in L.A. and uh, that's all that L.A. Talk Radio can talk about. Tyson Chandler dominating. Uh, he won the Atlanta game by blocking Trey Young at the buzzer. That was actually a real sweet ass block. He's playing well. Um, and there is no way that this three game stretch against Minnesota, Sacramento, and Atlanta is fluky. Uh, the rest of the NBA schedule will be just like that. Um, also, it seems like he like just shoves guys in the back a lot. That seems like it's kind of his move. I don't remember that being his specialty, but it's it's uh, it's very effective. Look, I'm going to defend your sarcastic Tyson Chandler thing here. Uh-huh. Uh, I do think he really helps because there's an adult on the team now. Like, the children are children. LeBron uh-huh. James is an entity. He's not like a human being. <laughs> and he then, basically said, and like, then they've like, got all these fucking psychos. And now there's like an adult there who's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've been on some of the worst teams. I've been on one of the. I've been on a championship team. Uh-huh. Uh, I've won Defensive Player of the Year. Everyone says Tyson Chandler's a good guy. He also looks like a sea god. Yeah, I just it's think it's helpful to have like, like an adult in the locker room because no, he... Lance and Javale and uh, Rondo aren't that. Well, also he's like he's still good at rebounding and he's still good. At, like he's not mobile, but that's fine. They kind of just need him to guard the basket because yeah. no one else on the team will. And also, just be a grown up. Like, don't be a fucking psycho. It seems like I don't really know anything about his personal life, but I just think of him as super cool, too. Yeah, he's like, he was like one of the NBA's first fashion dudes, remember? Yeah. In New oh, York. yeah. That, yeah. And he's like 7'1, which makes it look. Even, oh, yeah. He doesn't he wear a lot of capes. Yeah, I want to uh, say. Yeah, I, wanna sure. say <laughs> I think. <laughs> which um, is also amazing for a guy who's 7'1. Uh, I'm sorry for the hot weather. Probably it'll get a little colder and he can bust those that cold weather cape gear out. Um, also, I noticed so Lakers get him for free because he got bought out for the Suns. I don't think there's any 
like like Tyson Chandler is a very good player. I would say he's yes. not he's probably not a Hall of Famer, but he's like he'll get reviewed by that Hall of Fame committee, you know? Yeah, like he won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Let me tell you some of the guys that Tyson Chandler has been traded for over the course of his career. Uh, he was traded from the Bulls to the Hornets for 36-year-old P.J. Brown and 20-year-old J.R. Smith. Who was a malcontent at that point, right? Yeah, the, Bull, the Bulls traded him three days later, the yeah. Nuggets. Um, then he got traded to the Bobcats for Emeka Okafor. He got traded to the Mavs for Eric Dampier, Eduardo Nahara, and Matt Carroll. And then one defensive – oh, no, he won defensive player of the year two years later. Then he got traded to – well, I mean, that was a sign-in trade, but he did get traded for a second rounder. Um, when he got traded back to the Mavs, it was for Jose Calderon, Samuel D'Alembert, Wayne Ellington, and Shane Larkin. Like, like every team seems like they undervalue him. Also, he almost got traded to the Thunder for Joe Smith – who was like 35 and Chris Wilcox. And he also had a rescinded trade to the Toronto Raptors where he was getting traded for Jose Calderon again. And the Raptors were going to be getting Boris Diaw in the trade. The Thunder like, are so fucking stupid for not doing that just, trade. If they had traded for Tyson Chandler in at the trade deadline in 2009, like they would have been set for so long, except they would have like traded Westbrook went because they were like, oh, Chandler's going to be a free agent in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get assets. Yeah, he would have he would have fit so perfectly. And Russell Westbrook would not have been able to start stealing rebounds either. Because Tyson Chandler would have just like glared at him once. And then they oh, those guys would have got along so well shopping together. Um, All right, let's move to some actual stories that we want to talk about. Uh. Carmelo Anthony is sick. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm really worried about him. The, he's, he's so sick he can't play. They're not letting him play on the Rockets. That's how sick he's, he's so contagious. He's so he's contagious, the they're sending him away forever. Uh, I get to so get better, man. Yeah, get better, Melo. Emergency. Uh, but no, seriously. They pretended he was sick. And, Why did they do that? Why did they choose that <laughs> that that approach? And then they and then it leaked that they were like talking about his role. Uh huh. And then both Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey gave press conferences that were like, "Oh no no no, things are fine with Mello. He's just sick. He's coming back." Where they were both clearly lying. Like it was yes. obvious how like. <laughs> Like, not even really trying to be believed in no, even seemed like. No, it was like, uh, they were like the John Lovitz character from SNL, the <laughs> the, the, the pathological liar. Yeah, that's it. He's got uh, pneumonia. That's it. And he's a great part of the offense. And uh, we're all uh, happy to play him here. And he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, going into his role. That's it. That's it. He's happy coming off the bench. <laughs> Uh, has he officially gotten waived yet? Is it well, done? A, well, you know what did happen today is that during a press conference, Mike D'Antoni coughed and a reporter said, hey, do you have a... Oh, Tim McMahon said it. He said, oh, did, did Mello get you sick? <laughs> did you get what Mello has? <laughs> uh, uh, I feel bad for Mello. I do too. Like, this was... This because... Is... Look. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
He's being scapegoated here for things that aren't entirely his fault. There are several problems with the Rockets. Mello is one of them, Mm -hmm. but not the main problem. Uh, The main problem is Chris Paul got suspended and then James Harden got hurt. And also Clint Capella hasn't been very good. Yeah, they... (laughs) And also they replaced... Uh, like key rotation pieces with Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not Mello's fault. Michael Michael Carter Williams, who I think had maybe the saddest on court NBA moment of the decade uh, a couple of years ago in Philly, when Brett Brown was like yelling at him to hustle, and he just sadly pointed to the scoreboard. <laughs> Yeah, but that's funny. I mean, it's that's fun. not it sad. That's good. Good job. I like Michael Carter well, Williams he was, he was re- better because of that. He was really bummed out, man. <laughs> um, also, the Rockets are basically fine because it's November and uh, they lost a bunch of home games, which you know isn't good. But uh, they were, we're getting fucking blown out by thirty. How is that good? They, it's not good. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. They're 10 games into the season and they have like six new players and their two best players have each missed time. Like, a, it feels like maybe executives are on Twitter too much. Like, again, these are not, it's not great, but are the Rockets going to miss the playoffs? No. No. And, and also, like, what did they think they were getting with Melo? It's not like, it's not like I can understand being the New York Knicks. And being like, hey, we just gave this guy a big extension, and now he doesn't really want to pass, and he's not developing his game. We're a little disappointed. And even the Thunder last year, there's a it was a terrible idea on its face, but I can see that sliver of like, look, if he just spots up and shoots, uh, you know, we can cover him. We've got Roberson and Adams. His defense won't hurt us that bad. But like, how do how do how are the Rockets surprised by anything that's happening? How why is this happening after well, 10 games? The my siren question. song of Olympic Mellow is just yeah. too, it's just too hard for people. To, yeah. <laughs> like Olympic Mellow, he's there. He's like he's like GM's white whale now where it's, it's like, so... yeah, we can bring him in and it'll just be Olympic Mellow. And it's like, <laughs> oh, do you have LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Jason Kidd? <laughs> like, I don't. I don't even think playing with LeBron would help him that much because if you're talking about someone who doesn't give sufficient defensive effort in the regular season, I don't know if LeBron James is the teammate you want to match him up with. You know you know who should sign him, though? You know who could use Olympic Mellow? Who's that? The Philadelphia 76ers, baby. They're one of the teams that are talking to him. So it's <laughs> the teams that are actually, uh, I mean, whatever, are either have reached out or are being leveraged by Mello's agent. It's um, the two most prominent ones. And like, well, the, the Pelicans, he's been mentioned as a Pelican just because he has a heart and like a human body and they can use that on their, on their bench. Uh, the, the Sixers, which, Please, please go to Philadelphia. That is the most hilarious possible place for him to go. He's better than Wilson Chandler. Put Fultz under your wing, baby. Right? He's better than Wilson Chandler. <laughs> I 
I don't have a sense of how good Wilson Chandler is. He bums me out a lot, but I'm also like, am I being unfair to Wilson Chandler? Oh, no, I think you give Wilson Chandler too much credit. I'm actually too kind to Wilson yes. Chandler, maybe. I mean, he was... he was oh, he... Wilson Chandler used to be pretty good, but he's old now and was never as... I think Mello might be better. <laughs> uh, he has... A w- looking at him, he has a way crazier set of tattoos than oh, I it's nuts. remember. Wilson Chandler's tattoos Does he are have a fucking nuts. Face yes. tattooed on his neck. <laughs> uh, Wilson Chandler, I'm going to say the jury is still out. He's only played four games this year so far. I don't think he's playing on back-to-backs yet. Uh, he, yeah, he's he's uh, still coming back from his injury, so. Give but it yeah, to he... Mello and let him jab step, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, and finally reuniting the two guys that got Wilson Chandler in the Mello trade, yeah. too. Oh, that, that'd be beautiful. But, well, also, could what if Anthony takes Markel Fultz under his wing and they and they, they like go into the gym and they're both wearing their hoodies and he comes out and they're like, look at the brand new Markel Fultz and he shoots exactly the same, but now he has like 20 hats <laughs> uh who else who else is the agent talking to anyone else uh, oh portland portland's the other team oh god that god, is I a hope. nightmare no no he can't go to portland they can kind of use no of course they can't use him their team's fine oh <laughs> mellow in portland though i i'm just saying i I don't want him to leave the NBA yet, Joey. I feel like he has. No, he's not going to. With his presence, you know what I think he should do. Actually, I think he should go to the fucking like the Orlando Magic and just like shoot every time. Let's see how many points Melo can average now. That'd be so tight. Like what? Or the Knicks? What if he went back to the Knicks? Like, He's not allowed to go back to the Hawks for a year because they waived him, unfortunately. <laughs> but just go to one of these tanking teams and, like, I, mellow look, carnival, been... dude. Carnival mellow. That's what I want. I, look, I think I, I think I started saying it this summer. I want him to come back to the Knicks. <laughs> He's got unfinished business. Uh, wouldn't that be beautiful if he comes back to the Knicks and, and like, he comes back and they... They make a big deal out of it, and he like reunites with Lala, and then he comes back, and he just starts putting up 32 shots a game, and he's shooting like 36%, and he leads the Knicks into a high enough pick to select Zion Williamson. Yeah, he'd be a hero. Doesn't that make that he's a hero again? Yeah. Um, Kind of seems like the Blazers might have a spot for him at backup power forward, I gotta say. I just don't <laughs> like look the Blazers are fine. I like the Blazers. Uh-huh. I don't want to watch those Blazers those like self-flagellating Blazers fans like do it over mellow. I kind of think his hat his hat stuff would would play pretty well though. Yeah, of course. But Wouldn't look because of vegan. Look Portlandia is no longer on. That would be the only reason for him to go there is to be on Portlandia. He's like literally put a bird on his career. (laughs) 
But, like, I just can't watch those Blazers fans, like, cut themselves over Mello, dude. Oh, man. Oh, you know what? What if someone told him how many strippers are in Portland? How many strip clubs there are? How many, like, diners you can go That's into? That's the other reason he shouldn't go there. Uh, He's I'm had problems with strippers in the past. I'm really talking myself into this, Joey. <laughs> In fact, that might be why he's not doing that well in Houston. Oh yeah, stay dude. away from strippers, Stripper Mello. Town. <laughs> All right, go to Could a get... strip-free p- place. Okay, if if someone introduced Carmelo Anthony to Stephen Malcolmus, Mello has no idea who he is, right? No, why would he? No, he wouldn't. A, he's but... like too young. Uh-huh. <laughs> and B, there's no no. <laughs> they don't have a lot of common ground. I think I think Malcolmus should reach out. If you know Stephen Malcolmus, any listeners, uh, encourage like him to, to just drop a line to Mello's agent and tell him how much you like it. Because Malcolmus should, no, I was, oh, Malcolmus should reach out to Malcolmus. us. Well, yeah, he should also reach out to us, but but also reach out to Mello's agent and tell him, you know, the Blazers need him. They need. 12 minutes of mellow a game. He's not. No, it can't be 12 minutes. We need 48 minutes of mellow somewhere (laughs) on a a team that doesn't matter. Make a team matter. Go to Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento. Oh, yeah, Uh, dude. I mean, I. They've they've been like too good this year, unfortunately, because it spiritually that's where he belongs. They're not good, though. They're not good. They're this they, year's magic. It, it's just a no, hot they, start. They, they are. I'm just saying that they have, they have, like a roster of like 14 mediocre guys who are nonetheless probably all better than Mello. Justin you know I mean? Jackson is not better well, than he's, Mello. He's, he's the worst. <laughs> but other than that, I think you can make an argument for pretty much anyone on the roster ahead of Mello. Sacramento, though, dude. Come on, it's perfect. How how many possessions does Sacramento go through at that pace before he just stops crossing? Like he's three point line to three point line. I mean, that's what, but that's what Vivek's into. He wanted them to play four on five. Wow. Hey, they beat the Spurs. That's the other place I want. See, I could see him going to the Spurs if he's gonna go someplace good. Mm -hmm. Like. Go play with Pop. See if Pop can get Olympic mellow out. <laughs> I mean, is there... Do you think Rudy Gay would, like, fight him? It's like, there's one. There's only one spot for, you know, us. <laughs> no, I bet Rudy Gay you know loves what I mean. mellow, dude. Oh, I'm sure he loves mellow. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I bet they get along great. I wonder, I wonder if you, like, crunch the numbers. Is it in, like, 2014... Does Rudy Gay become a better player than Carmelo Anthony? Not in 2014, no. Yeah, well, I, I'm just. I bet it was like, like 2016. He was a better player. That's when it happened. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sacramento he's Rudy Gay was not better than Carmelo Anthony. Than any yeah, uh, Knicks uh, Mello. Uh, I mean, Mello did make the All Star team in 2016. Now, granted, he played I feel for like the New maybe York Maybe some Knicks. people died. <laughs> like, I think he was an injury replacement, and like the fourth injury replacement. But okay, uh, let's talk about one last thing. Yeah. Uh, 
Kobe Bryant has broken Jason Tatum, and it's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, it's oh, it's amazing. Do you want to run through this story real quick so, before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. So, so should we go to the? Why don't you go for the Kobe part first, right? Yes. Kobe revealed that he had given Jason Tatum advice, which was shoot every time, pass if you have to, but shoot if possible. Which uh-huh. is incredible advice for a young player from just an all-time NBA great, Kobe Bryant. Good, good player, great person. Um, and as you know, result, what he also said, "What's that?" Said, "If you see a mural with Jalen Brown's face on it, deface it." Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and then he was like, "I will give you ten thousand dollars if you rip down a LeBron James billboard." And Los Angeles was like, "What? It's." Already made, he's already rich. Like he doesn't need to do it. Um. So according to cleaning the glass, and then he 20, said, "Put this puppet on your hand." Put this puppet on your hand. Make <laughs> we're me gonna a tell diorama. some stories right now. <laughs> we're gonna frighten some children right now. Um. So apparent, according to cleaning the glass. 28% of Jason Tatum's shots are long twos, which is. Puts him in apparently the hundredth percentile among forwards. That means I don't think I've most, ever right? seen a hundredth percentile. Oh yeah, so he's in the hundredth percentile in a bad way. Mm-hmm. So the most long twos. Uh, what do you think he's shooting on those long twos, Joey? Well, it's got to be like thirty-seven percent, well? right? Twenty twenty-seven percent. Oh, that's way shots. worse. <laughs> what percentile is he for youth, though? A hundredth. He's so young, dude. He's, He's the, the youngest kid I've now. ever seen. Oh it's God. amazing. Like, I've never seen a, someone so young. A fetus with that it's, much range it's is incredible. so amazing. He is like... I mean, he's an MVP. He's got to be an MVP because he's so young. So much fucking youth. Oh, love it. <sighs> Do you think Rob Polinka put Kobe Bryant up to this? <laughs> Um, I don't think Rob is this the rekindling of the Lakers Celtics the classic Lakers Celtics rivalry Uh, I do think it yeah it's revenge it's uh, he's doing this one for Jerry West he's doing it for um, Magic Johnson Magic Johnson did he get who got who who did Robert Parrish hit Kurt Rambis Rambis? doing it for Rambis and it wasn't Robert Parrish it was uh, uh, Kevin McHale clotheslined him Okay. Because someone punched Parrish. Robert Parrish punched Bill Lambeer yeah, in a yeah, game yeah. <laughs> and just like straight up just did it. Like that's an amazing clip to see because you watch that and you're like, I think Robert Parrish might have been suspended for a year if that happened. Now. Uh-huh. But anyway, so this is you think that's this. This is the rekindling of the Lakers Celtics rivalry. He just sees this vulnerable influence, you know. He flattered him last year by featuring him in one of those crappy videos. <laughs> Did you know Peyton Manning's doing one of those for ESPN yeah, now too? Uh, I hope he does it in voices though, like oh, that, right. where was, he's well, just like doing like jokes over the the commentary. Oh, uh, Peyton Manning, this is what Aaron Rodgers is seeing here, and well, I I here's the thing. Is ESPN going to give one of those to just every member of Club Vino? I don't think you can put Floyd Mayweather on TV. <laughs> yeah, he he's going to have to like live on a boat in international waters eventually. 
Um, all of the uh, Clavino crimes against women, I just realized. I think, is JT clean? I Oh, yeah, he probably is. Timberlake, may, Timberlake I think, is has not been me too'd um it's kind, of, it's kind of mean to britney in a song yeah but let's not so, talk about uh, that though um <laughs> sean what before your mic breaks again what would you like Jesus. to plug uh did come see me at the punchline co-headlining with me obey december 20th through the 22nd do you want to plug west coast bias is that still a thing you're doing i think that's gonna happen uh tomorrow night on a twitch stream it's up to uh big corbs himself uh corbin a smith and uh comes to the business on monday nights if you're in la check out the everything report if you are on instagram um as for me <laughs> you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where six days ago i tweeted i just ate an entire cake it's six fifty nine a.m Oh, <laughs> how did how did it even fit? Trust the process. Trust the process, but oh, shut it a, down. Let's all tell our bosses to suspend our coworkers for one day. <laughs>
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.